Have you been stressed, anxious, or worried? Have you felt pangs of loneliness in recent times? Are you longing for greater connection with others in the world around you? In a phrase, are you looking for happiness? You are not alone. Millions of others are seeking this feeling of spiritual, mental, and physical wellness too. This podcast explores the underlying causes of unhappiness and shares with us the secrets of rewriting the frequent thoughts and redirecting the common behaviors that keep us in that state. Join forensic psychologist and best-selling author Dr. Nihal and her guests as they dive deep in the realm of psychological wellness and explore ways of finding happiness on demand. Hi everyone, it's my pleasure and privilege to introduce Alan Edwards to you today. Alan has had two very distinct careers. One as a journalist, having been a newspaper reporter, do you remember the days when we had newspapers? A magazine writer and television news reporter for over 30 years. He's also had a 25-year career running a public relations company involved in reputation management. Alan continues to be a bi-weekly columnist for 20 Canadian newspapers. Through his long career, Alan has engaged with thousands of people on all different levels. His passion is in restoring and collecting classic cars, and he says that he has greatly enriched his life through building relationships with people from all over the world. Welcome, Alan. And well, thank, thank you, Dr. Nihal. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I think our listeners, especially for, especially in the light of what I talked about, men feeling lonely, Maybe you could give us some nuggets as to how you have been able to journey through life and be clinically accused of being happy. Sure. Well, I was a television news reporter for 25 years, and I got myself into a lot of situations that were were very unhappy for everybody. Uh, child uh, abductions and murders and crimes and other very, very negative things. And so... I like to restore cars. Cars to me are art. And so when I would be getting down and and, uh, needing a little lift, I would think about the things I could do on restoring my car uh, when I got off work. And that really, really did help me. And you made a very interesting point. You said cars for you were like art. And just a few minutes prior to that, you were saying that being a reporter at times had its... uh, difficult times so it sounds as though you were able to compensate from the problems and the stressors involved in that left hemispheric thinking to doing something completely different to uh being creative because car restoration became very creative for you wasn't it yes car restoration is really uh, the recreation of art Uh, design and mechanical innovations combined to make something that can be very useful to society and, in fact, change society. For me, I've loved cars ever since I was a little kid. I can remember being two feet tall and thinking, oh, that's beautiful. The logo on that car or that hood ornament or just the design of the car, the way it's all curved and and, uh, low to the ground, gorgeous. So... When I was a reporter, I dealt with a lot of very difficult subject matter. It's inevitable. And I I can remember covering crime and abductions and murders and things like that. And 
being right with the families when they were given the worst news possible, devastating news. And it's hard not to be impacted by that. But uh, and I'm, I was, but I could always look forward to something that I liked, something that was really creative and gave me pleasure. And so I would sometimes, instead of thinking about how horrible that was, think positively about what I could do in the restoration of a car to make it beautiful. And in that way, um, it was more encouraging for me to move forward. I think I needed that in my life because um, day in and day out, covering crime stories can be very discouraging. Yes, it could affect you, your well-being. I mean, you could you could become hurt by that, you know, because you carry that pain within yourself, the trauma that you experienced. Yeah, I don't think anybody can be a really good reporter and people would tell the, the most intimate details to a reporter that had no feelings, that wasn't impacted by it. I can tell you that I was significantly impacted. Some of the events that I covered, I'll never forget. But then there are a lot of positive things in my life. And one of them is is my hobby and passion, the restoration of classic cars and writing about them, which I now do for 20 Canadian newspapers. And that is a lot of fun because I, I interview and talk to people whose cars have very positively impact their lives. And those are the stories I write. Very interesting because what you've done is to... Uh take the negatives from work, the trauma that you experienced at work, and somehow be, you were able to mitigate that distress with something that gave you an uplifting feeling. It's also the people I met. I'm a member of many car clubs. I have friends in Sweden, uh, all over the United States, all over Canada, uh, Australia, people that I don't see all the time, but people that I communicate with and share the hobby with. And the other thing that I really like about the collector car hobby is that people want to help you. There's no envy or jealousy. Uh, people want you to succeed in the restoration of your car. And there's tremendous online communities, support groups online for various marks of cars. And there are chat groups where people help each other. And I can tell you through the University of YouTube, it's pretty darn amazing you don't need manuals anymore. People do videos on how to fix them. <laughs> and, and so that's very engaging as well. So you're never alone. You're never toiling in the garage alone. And we just talked about loneliness a, a while back, and it sounds as though you've been able to circumvent that possibility by having a support group online and having people from all over the world who are with you. Yeah, and I made the statement to you, and you repeated it, that the collector car, classic car restoration hobby has enriched in my life, enriched my life in every way. It has uh, connected me with so many people over the years, people from all walks of life sharing a common interest. And it doesn't really matter if it's knitting or coin collecting or hiking or uh, dog walking whatever your passion is, share it with people, uh, connect with people. And yes, there undoubtedly is a significant area of loneliness in, in many people's lives. But I feel that by doing some of the things that I've done, you connect with people, you connect with people in a very real way. 
uh, you make friends, deep friendships. I mean, some of these people I've known for 50 years in uh, the car hobby, and we, we've been friends. And I do have friends in the United States. And, of course, with the pandemic, I couldn't see them. But we're reconnecting now. And it's just like seeing a really old friend to reconnect with these people, you know. Uh, my daughter is, to, is an equestrian. She's into horseback um, jumping. And I know when I go to horse events with her, she has her friends in the truck where they're pulling a horse trailer. And sometimes these trips to horse events are ours, and they never stop talking. They never run out of stuff to talk about. This horse is that. That horse is this. This person bought another horse. This person's taking lessons. This person now has their license as an instructor. On and on and on. And they are so happy and fulfilled uh, you know, I can't get a word in edgewise because it's their passion and they love it. And I guess it's the same thing with me when I get with my friends about cars. We talk and talk and talk and we exchange information and we are happy as a result of that because we're sharing a passion. What made you get into car, classic car restoration and how old were you when you started? I think I can trace back my love of cars, my 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 feeling about cars to probably four years old when I'd be looking directly at a hubcap two feet tall and thinking that lion on that that monarch car is just amazing or that that leaping lion hood ornament that that's beautiful art. But getting into restoration was interesting for me because. In 1973, 50 years ago, my new wife decided that she wanted her own Corvette. I had a new Corvette, but she wanted her own Corvette, and she wanted a little Corvette. And I said, well, what's that? And she showed me a picture of a Route 66 Corvette. And if anybody's old enough to remember the Route 66 television series, it was two guys going around in a nice 1960 Corvette and having adventures because the car attracted people. And that's what my wife bought in California. And we were members of the BC Corvette Club at that time. And one of the guys had a Corvette body shop or restoration shop. So after my, my wife drove the car for a summer, we committed the car for a paint job, which turned into a full restoration. And I became part of that. I would go into the shop all the time and watch this process. And I just thought, this is amazing. I didn't even know this could be done. I used to say to the guys, how are you going to get this thing back together again? No problem. Well, now I do that. I have a nice shop, and uh, I'm able to work on cars. I know how to do it. And I learned. I learned because I had a lot of help and engagements with people along the way that taught me how to do it, shared their knowledge. And in, in doing so, uh, we built deep friendships that go back half a century. And by the way, my wife still has that car. It's a 1960 Corvette. It's red and white, and it has factory fuel injection, and it's a very nice car. You know, it's interesting that you talk about people being cooperative versus competitive in the work field. And the second thing that you said that was so important, I felt, was this: the support group and your daughter talking about what gives her passion, the horses, and you talking about the same thing, what gives you passion. Is there some advice you want to give our listeners about this? Sure. I would say get involved. Get involved with something. For the car clubs that I'm, I belong to, you don't even need to have a car. All you need to do is have an interest. It's a social thing. It's not a, 
It's not a status thing. You know, my car is better than your car. It's nothing like that. It's people with a common interest. And I know my daughter with her horses, She, I just looked on Facebook today and one of her friends from Aiken, South Carolina, sent uh, pictures of, of uh, a horse event. And I saw all my daughter's friends commenting on it. So it's a hands across the border international thing. Certainly the equestrian pursuit, as well as the car hobby, as well as I'm sure stamp collecting, coin collecting, knitting, uh, all these things you can share with people. And I feel that it enriches, well, certainly my life. Uh, I don't know what I would have done without this interest in my life. It's just given my life a, a completely different dimension. Most of my work was as a television news reporter, and then I went into public relations, co-owning a public relations company based in Vancouver, Canada. And it's a lot of office work, it's a lot of boardroom time, and uh, it's a lot of meetings, and those things are not necessarily healthy to sit around all the time. But when I'm out and about uh, working on my cars, I'm up and down and around and getting tools and underneath and hoisting things up. And, um, and then I like going to car shows and I like to talk to people because I think the real nice thing about old cars, it, it doesn't matter whether you like cars or not, they all bring back memories. And part of what we do in the hobby is we go to seniors residences and we, we show our cars to seniors because that brings back a ton of memory. It always is a conversation starter. It's like having a, a dog. People that have dogs, I think, are engaged with other people. They walk their dog. Oh, what a nice dog. How are you today? Well, I'm Alan. What's your name? Well, very nice to see you. I saw you here before. I'll see you again. Have a nice day. It's engagements with people. Uh, the online community is fine. But I look more on that as a, a support it's really the the face-to-face -face personal engagements that count, that really count, that really matter. And I know by reading your book that there is an epidemic of loneliness, and I think people can change that in their own lives. They can engage with people through the hobbies uh, and passions and pursuits, uh, even book clubs. And I don't mean to denigrate that. Book clubs are fabulous. Uh, you know, people talk about the books they've, re they've read. They do reviews. They share that with other people. Um, I'm sure they're doing that with your book, Dr. Nihal, talking about your book and the value it has and in, in helping people change their lives. So it, it, it's affected you in on many levels, Alan. There's a car, classic car restoration. It's elevated your mood as I listen to you talk. I can hear the passion in your voice. You get really excited when you talk about this. So it keeps you happy and it allays any distress in your life. Correct? It helps me with the stress because I know there's positive things that I can do, that I can go out and improve a car. And I'm a planner. I think, think, think. I plan every move that I'm going to make, what tools I'm going to use, what parts I need the actual procedures that I'm going to, to utilize to achieve the restoration process that I need to do. And I'm always looking towards the outcome. 
that I want to achieve for the car. And then I think, well, that's absolutely beautiful. I mean, earlier today, I was working on a 1954 Oldsmobile, and we redid the interior in it, and I was installing the seats and uh, the door panels in it. And that might not sound like fun to a lot of people watching or listening to this, but it's fun for me because I move forward every day. And it's different than the office work that I do or the writing work that I do. And so, but it's not a sedentary thing. And I think that's really important. Watching television is a sedentary thing. Sitting on the computer is a sedentary thing. And I don't think that's particularly healthy in big doses. So I physically work. I, uh, I'm very proud of the new interior that's gone into the car. I'm happy about that. I, I stood back and looked at it when I put it in and went, that was really worthwhile doing. And that, that makes that car look like 1954 again. Congratulations. Alan, is there anything that else that you would like to tell our listeners if they wanted to get a hold of you? Is that something you'd want to share with them? Uh, a way to get a hold of you if they get so confused uh, about your project, they might want to get a hold of you. Is there a way they can? There is. Uh, first of all, if they want to Google Alan Edwards YouTube, A-L-Y-N-E-D-W-A-R-D-S, Alan Edwards YouTube, there's a very nice video on my car collection and, and my history. So mm -hmm. there's that. And uh, if they want to get in touch with me, my email is aedwards, A-E-D-W-A-R-D-S, at peakco, P-E-A-K-C-O dot com. A. Edwards at peakgo.com. My public relations company is Peak Communicators, so that's the Peak Go in A. Edwards at peakgo.com. Well, on behalf of our listeners, I just want to say thank you so very much for giving us these nuggets to work with. Well, thank you, Dr. Nihal. Always a pleasure, and uh, I really enjoyed your book. I took a lot out of it, and I'm all about achieving happiness in my life and anytime I can help anybody else uh, achieve happiness or happy thoughts I'm there to do that thank you thank you bye now thank you for joining this discussion on happiness we hope this helps to inspire you to lead a more joyful life to dive deeper into the subject of happiness be sure to check out Dr. Nihal's book Happy is the New Healthy available as an ebook or hardcover for additional resources, visit our website at drneehall.com. Until next time, stay happy.